Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the party, bung bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the PhD of podcasts, and aka the clumsy jeweler, cause I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman. Cause I always deliver. Now uh I you know, we all saw the live stream on the weekend. Well, most of us. So, you know, it was pretty it was lit. It was the uh it was the annual boys trip and um yeah, we did some damage. We did some damage. Uh, took, I personally took two to three years off my life. That's for sure. Um, we had to go to the races and I actually thought that I was going to go to the doctors instead for a minute, but um, a quick pep talk and a couple of beers eased my pain and uh, I went to the races and had one of the very best days of my life, to be honest. So it was a good weekend. Um, I'm not going to give you a full recap. I don't want to take away from our guest today, but let me tell you this. Uh, we were at a pub, there was a live band and the, the lead singer gave me the mic. Like that's the kind of weekend it was. Uh, I'm a big boss, man. I make the rules. I'm in control of things. That's, that's just the way it was. You understand? So, um, nah, man, it was so much fun. Um, I'm still tired. I had, I've had two home-cooked meals in a row, which is bringing me back to earth. But, I'm yeah, I'm feeling a little shaky still. But, man, it's going to be good. It's actually going to be good to, like, get back to work, get back, get back into the swing of things and all this. But, anyway, anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so I haven't really watched a lot of news, sports, or whatever this weekend. Uh, I did see uh, Karis Levert's um, injury yesterday. And that is heartbreaking, man. Like I can't really watch that shit. I didn't. I haven't watched one since Sean Livingston's. I'm just gonna knock on some wood right here. Um, yeah, I haven't watched one of those injuries since that. And um, yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't watching it live. And I saw. I saw a video pop up on my on my feed. So I didn't. Um, I didn't have. I didn't have a, a good look at that. But I saw. I saw everybody's reactions and. Um, I hope I hope he has a speedy recovery and gets back into fine form because he was killing it. He was he was killing it this year. So that's Karis Levert, and I don't know if everyone heard about this like terrorist like murder type shit that happened on Burke Street uh, on Friday night slash afternoon. We were actually on our way to dinner at that time. We were staying two streets over from where that shit happened, so we saw all the fucking carnage and. Um, we were kind of lit, so we didn't really um, pay it too much mind at the time. But I was like, hey, everybody, make sure you like call your girlfriends, call your parents or whatever. Just let them know. Let them know that we're all good. And we were all good. Um, but that shop owner, man, he was just trying to he was just trying to help somebody. He, he thought the dude's car had just caught fire. He was walking over there to help and he got stabbed. Um, I'm not really sure what went on with the police. I saw the video, the police... Um, wouldn't shoot the dude. Uh, I mean, I know that it's not about killing these cats, but he was obviously a threat. He had a knife. He uh, had a bomb. Like, come on, man, put him down um, before you know before he kills someone else. And they did eventually, but they hit him with tasers and shit. But they weren't. They were like trying to go. 
um, hand-to-hand combat with the dude. It's like, you're going to get yourself killed, man. Don't do that. Just bring the mace out. Bring the fucking, the taser out early. I don't know. Like, they, they, I don't know what happened. But anyway, um, the police took, took care of it. They had their strategy in place. I'm not a fucking professional. So what am I even talking about? But that shit's got taken care of, man. And um, yeah, I'm happy about that. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any other news or sports to be. Oh, Stan Lee, RIP to Stan Lee. Um, he he passed away yesterday, I think. So, um, I think he's got another cameo in a movie still to come. So we will see him again. But um, rest in peace, man. Um, yeah, I know. I know there was uh, some some huge fans that was upset yesterday, man. Cause that, that guy, that guy keeps, uh, keeps, he's been doing that comic book thing for a long fucking time, man. But you know, um, now Clay's reviews, triple M, you want to, you want to hit us with that? Comedy action or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's Reviews. Um, now I watched uh, Dirty Grandpa again. Uh, I've already reviewed that, so I'll leave that off the list. I don't actually know why I mentioned that. I saw a movie that I have never seen before, though. It was called The Way, Way Back. Um, and Steve Carell's in it. I'm used to him being a fucking a funny little idiot man from The Office and like Get Smart and all this shit. Little Miss Sunshine. Um... But he was a true asshole in this movie, and I was impressed. I was just impressed with the fact that I was able to buy it after seeing him act like such a fool for so many years. Uh, he, um, yeah, he did a really good job, and the kid in it, the kid did a really good job. Yo, I was a bit shaky watching it after the weekend, you know. Um, so I got close. I got close to crying, like dead ass. I was like. I was, I was like, you know, like holding my breath or some shit, trying to make sure that I didn't like cry or whatever. Cause I just couldn't, I couldn't, um, that shit was sad, man. But no, it wasn't like too, it was like happy kind of sad. Like it was, it was like sad for the whole thing. Right. And then, um, but like, you're just like getting kind of mad at the situation. And then the kid, like the kid becomes happy, man. And you're just like, Oh, my heart hurts. Um, shit. Like though, I, I don't know how accurate my um my whole my whole review flow is right now, but I'll probably give that one a seven point five. Um, because the story was told well and the it was relatable, and just the acting was on point. Um, there was one drunk lady that was hilarious the whole time. Apparently, she's an Itonia. Still haven't seen that, so she was good. Um, now what else? What else did I see? I watched the campaign the other night, already seen it, already reviewed it. Um, now I watched something else last night though. Oh, date night, already seen to already reviewed it. But that shit, I didn't know how much rewatchability that shit had and it fucking holds up. I was, I was dying. I was, that was funny. But you know where to find Clay's reviews. They're on my personal uh, Instagram, at ClayTron23. But let's move on. Uh, I don't want to take up all your time. And I know my energy is kind of low right now. And I haven't even, you know, I haven't even read the news or whatever. So like, 
why didn't you sit this podcast out, Clay? Uh, because I'm the boss, man. And I make the fucking rules. You don't make the fucking rules. That's why. But uh, we've got a guest here today. Um, she has written a book uh, that has the potential to like increase South Australian tourism and do all these good things, man. So I'm, I'm very excited for her, but I'm, I'm very excited. She gave me a free copy of the book as well. Uh, uh, and you're, we're going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it on the on the episode here. And um, yeah, man. So just just sit tight, tuck you know, buckle your seatbelt, and uh, listen. Here's my guest. Please make her feel welcome. None other than Regina Reggie McDonald. Alright, so you've got your book here. Yes, I do. Faces and Food of the Flurio. Yes, I'm surprised you know how to pronounce that. Not many people do, but that's good. Really? Yes. In this country? Some people don't. Some people from Adelaide don't even know the Flurio. They mostly know the Barossa Valley. Yes. So, first, okay, well, how, what was the inspiration anyway? Like, how did that, how did the idea for a book happen? So, I have lived on the Flurio my whole life. And I won a scholarship to go study um, patisserie in London mm-hmm. back in 2014 um, at Le Cordon Bleu, which is a renowned cooking school. And when I was over there, it was my first time traveling overseas. So, um, like, yeah, as soon as I landed in the UK, I became, like, I missed Australia. And I realized then and there that how lucky I had it back at home. Mm-hmm. And so the cooking school in the UK, all people from all over the world go to this cooking school. There was like 350 students there at the time that I was studying. And I, a lot of them want to visit Australia and most of them haven't. So I was trying to explain to them where I was from. And I don't know, maybe I'm biased, but obviously I've lived on the floor my whole life. And like we have the best of everything, like our food culture, our wine culture, just the beautiful landscapes, our beaches, like the community. Um... It really is an amazing place and I was trying to explain to them about it and I couldn't really, like, it's hard to explain how good we have it without showing. I showed pictures but um, I went back home that night and I emailed our local MP at the time and got him to send me some magazines on the Fleury. So two weeks later the magazines came and I went to school and I showed the students but the magazines were more so like information booklets and they didn't really do the Flurio justice from what I was trying to explain. Um, so when I came back home, I thought, oh, there should be like a coffee table book which showcased people, like especially the food, um, and told their story and, you know, had just photos of the landscapes and the beaches and, you know, recipes would be cool as well. And I, yeah, discovered that there was no hardcover, like, food publication. Okay. So that's where the inspiration came from because I thought if I had only had this book back then, I could show them, you know, the photos of where we're from and, you know, tell them stories of our food producers, you know, our chefs, farmers, fishermen. Mm. Okay. Well, so is it is it a recipe book or is it like you... I mean, you just said a lot of things just then. So there's stories in there? Of... Yeah. So basically it's... A coffee table cookbook. Okay. So it's, um, there's 80 businesses in the book from Port Olunga all the way to Cape Jervis. Okay. And each business gets two pages and it, it's like a, they get, you know, a small profile on the, like who, what, where, why. 
um, and there's pull-out quotes from them in regards to their business or the food. And they also submitted a recipe, so each business gets a recipe. Um, but then through those, like it's 265 pages. Yeah. So um, through that, there's uh, photos of our beaches and, you know, um, like walking trails and mountains and not mountains, but like our landscapes um, throughout the book as well. So, you know, vineyards and yeah, so it's like coffee table cookbook. Yeah. So a lot of people so far, we've only been to print like two weeks ago, but um, yeah, people, you know, have it on their coffee table. People are cooking the recipes. People are reading stories. They're sharing stories. They're, you know, sending them as gifts. I like that. And I like, like, obviously food is something that brings people together. Like that's right. Always has. And you've got, I mean, you've got this book. Um, that's for like a coffee table setting. So it's yes. going to, you know, have people in an environment where they can share the book and share, share the food. And it's, yeah, it's kind of all, um, yeah, that, that culture is like a culture builder. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where from the, uh, Fleur Peninsula are you from? I was, I lived in McLaren Vale. Okay. So I, my family had a farm in between McLaren Vale and Malonga. Of 32 acres of olive trees and we live next to Diana Olive Oil, which I'm not sure if you know Diana Olive Oil, but they're one of the most amazing olive oil producers in like Adelaide. Um, and so they had a farm as well. So I lived in McLaren Vale, but now I currently still live on the Florio in Port Nolonga. Okay. And did you have animals or anything on this farm? No, we had 32, 32 acres of olive trees. Olive trees. Um, we had like, yeah, like chooks. Um, my family had... Um, sheep as well back in the day um, but yeah it was mainly like olive trees olive trees for oil or for like both yeah, olives both. yeah and olive oil yeah okay um, I hate olives okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should get yeah like I didn't like olives growing up but now I do I appreciate them and I appreciate olive oil because good olive oil is amazing I do like olive oil yes I should have bought you some yeah yeah so what does your family does your family produce any sort no, of... so we sold the farm back in when I was nineteen. Yeah. Are your folks still around? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they're they're living. They yeah. live on the Florio still. Yeah. Um, but they don't produce olive oil anymore. My dad, um, they still you know work, um, uh, doing what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and your background is Torres Strait. Island? No, no, I'm no, I'm not. I'm from Sri Lanka. Oh, I thought you said when I met you, I thought you said that. No, 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 no. Sri Lankan. No. Yes. Now we're talking. We got some. We got some Sri Lankan recipes in the book. No, we don't. Why? So, so I was adopted. Oh. I was adopted from Sri Lanka when I was a baby. Okay. With my other two siblings, so we were adopted from different orphanages. My sister and my brother, um, were all adopted. Um, so we. My family in Australia, um, my, my mum and dad, they adopted us when we were babies, brought us back to Australia and we lived on the farm and we've grown up ever since here. Oh. So yeah, when people ask me about um, my heritage, I've been back to Sri Lanka twice now and I do not, I know how to cook a curry now, back then I don't, okay. but I'm Australian. Right. But, yeah. But yeah, I wish to, um, so through doing the book journey, um, it started out as a project, but now I have my own business through it. So soul publishing. Um, so I do, we're going to be doing the wine, beer and spirits of the Fleury next is our next book. And then I do want to start my own collection. Like I would love to have, um, just like my friends and family, like their recipes and stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of, you know, multicultural friends and family 
you know, that would love to share their, um, you know, recipes. And I would love to, you know, I could take, I could take the concept and do faces and food of Sri Lanka. I could do faces and food of Brosser Valley. Do faces and food of like Melbourne, Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. So big plans then for a big collection like that. Well, we'll see how it goes. I don't want to put too much pressure on myself, but I do, I've had, um, some of the businesses in the book already asked me if I'm going to do wine, beer and spirits. And I think that it's great because, yeah. Especially in the, like, that, that culture obviously has been around for a long time, but it's so huge now, especially, like, craft beer is now Yeah, we have massive. so many breweries on the floor yeah. and distilleries and the wineries. We have some of the oldest wineries, like, you know, that's the whole point in, like, obviously the wine, beer and spirits wouldn't have any recipes, but it would tell the stories of some of these wineries, most, most of them that have been around for many, many, many years, you know, like, even photos of their original buildings and, you know, their winemakers and the fact that they're still going after all these years would be really cool. Yeah. And they could be wine pairing and, you know, homebrew tips or cocktail recipes, things like that. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much potential. Um, now, you crowdfunded to yes. get this book going. Now, yes. Do you mind if I ask how much you crowdfunded? Um, I raised $16,000. $16,000. And yes. from how many people... Um, we just posted out a hundred books, just over a hundred books. So we probably had around that many people supporting it. I think it was more than that. I can't remember. We did it back in April and it's yeah. been a bit of a whirlwind ever since. But, um, yes, I believe there was, yeah, over a hundred, maybe 200 supporters. Wow. And how, how are you going about, um, finding that support like social media or yeah, so, did you have any events? Um, so basically there's 80 businesses featured in the book. So that, that was a real benefit because they all got their own media kit and they have a lot of followers on their social pages. So they, you know, we encourage them to write on their social pages that they were in a cookbook and that, you know, Reggie was crowdfunding for it. And, you know, a lot of people jumped online. So basically I have like 80 other businesses promoting it, not just myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had, yeah, um, just through social media, I suppose. Um, yeah. I had like, you know, a few write-ups in the local paper and I was on um, the radio station and I had um, uh, actor Eric Thompson who lives on the floor. He's from 800 Words. Um, he was campaigning. He was in my crowdfunding video. I had a MasterChef contestant in my crowdfunding video who also helped promote it. I had the Adelaide Central Markets. I had, um, yeah, a lot of people supporting wow. me. Um to get it over the line. So how how big was the that the project initially? Like how long did it take to complete? So from start to finish with mm. the book. So I had the idea back in when I was in London, so four years ago, and then I started from start to finish. It took me one year of production. Mm-hmm. That was like hard work, flat out hard work, and um, yeah, that's including the crowdfunding campaign and printing. Wow. So yeah, a year. Um, and. In London, did you did you complete the study? Yes, I did. Yeah. My three month scholarship so of basic patisserie, which is like just your basics in you know cake, um, you know baking, patisserie, learning bits and pieces. But um, yeah, I did complete it and got my certificate, and then I. So um, what? What is that certificate? What are you? I'm not a qualified chef, and I'm not a qualified um, pastry chef, but I have my certificate, which is. Um, you know, great to have on my resume and that I've studied at Le Cordon Bleu. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was only a three month scholarship, so you can't really, it's not like I can get any qualifications in that amount of time. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, I don't do much cooking now um, because I did it for a long time. Yeah. I did a lot of baking. Um, you had a, a muffin? I had a cupcake business. Cupcake business. Yeah, yeah. So okay. that's when through that I was doing really well and that's when I thought, oh, um, if only I had qualifications, you know, I could do so much better in my business. That's when I came across a scholarship to, to um, study at Le Cordon Bleu and I applied for that. Okay. And through through that, what kind of what kind of stuff are you are you learning there? Like at Le Cordon Bleu, what, yeah, what did how, I learn? How yeah, how eye opening was it for you? Was it, um, you know, was there were you learning stuff that you weren't you weren't really familiar with, or was it more? Yeah. Like... So basically, I yeah had taught myself how to cook, um, and bake and. Yeah, at school, I suppose, yeah, in three months' time, I was my, like, first time travelling, and there was a 350 people at the school, and I was living abroad, so it is, at Le Cordon Bleu, it was a very full-on, like, you don't, mm-hmm. you know, you learn how to make things, like, from the moment you start school to, you know, six o'clock at night, um, and then you have to, you know, remake that certain cake or bake that certain bread um, for the chefs, and they critique you, and, and you have exams and stuff, so in that three months' time, you know, and especially during the days, by the time I'd finished the last cooking demonstration or cooking, um, you know, thing that I had to do, I had already forgotten how to cook the first thing that I made that day. Okay. So I couldn't really like absorb any of the information, but it was very eye opening in regards to, um, I suppose my experience was eye opening opposed to, um, you know, the actual cooking itself because, you know, I had French teachers and, you know, they're very amazing at what they do. Like, they're very talented, you know, pastry chefs. Yeah. And just the friends that I made at school from all over, all around the world learning about their cooking and their family. And, um, you know, I sort of got caught up in, in all of it. I didn't really, you know, probably I can't really remember what I learned. <laughs> I learned stuff, but um, I got a job at the London Edition Hotel, which is an amazing hotel as a commie pastry chef, which is like the lowest. Um, but the hotel was like, you know, we had George Clooney dine with us, like um, oh, Labyrinth wow. and Ellie Golding and wow. all of the celebrities came there. Well, I didn't get to see them, but um, obviously I was in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, it was an amazing, very famous hotel. And I um had a little bit of um work experience in other places. I traveled to Malta and did some cooking and went to France whilst I was over there. So like the whole experience for the six months was, um, you know, amazing. Yeah. So, and you said you don't do much cooking now. Mm. When do I have time? <laughs> right. What do you eat? Huh? Uber, what are you doing? Uber Eats then? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I do cook. Yeah, I do cook. But, um, yeah, not as much as I used to, I suppose. Right. And what's your, what would your specialty be? Uh, cupcakes. Um, well, after doing the book, I've learned a lot, you know, it's not just cupcakes, but I like, I just cook, yeah, from the heart really. And just good quality ingredients, you know, and simple, try not to overcomplicate things. So, you know, I just love simple cooking, you know? Yeah. Nice. Um, do you have a favorite recipe in the book? That's what everyone asks me. And I say, I don't have a favorite recipe just in case anyone's listening. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't, that's why I chose. um, Very diplomatic. Yes. Yes. That's why I chose the front cover, the the design. um, Because, you know, if I chose one food photo out of all of these 80 businesses, it just wouldn't be fair. Um, So yeah, I don't have a favorite. They're all as good as each other and they're all, um, you know, different and unique from you know savory to breakfast to tips and meat and veggies 
Um, so no, I don't have a favourite. They're all my favourite and they're all, you know, equally as important as each other. You must have got to meet a lot of people. I did. This. Yeah, it um, was amazing. I love it. I'm, I tried to contact the ABC to see if they'll do um, a short like TV series. So if anyone's listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, because I think it's so important because from what I like my team and I got to experience is, you know, visiting like, you know, all of these places and hearing their stories you know, face-to-face and going into their garden, picking their veggies, going into their, um, you know, cafe, seeing how that is run and, you know, what makes them so unique. And, you know, this lady makes her pasta, um, you know, by hand and the Wollonga Farmer's Market and, you know, this, you know, fourth-generation farmer. I think it's it would be so cool to showcase that, yeah. um, you know, through a TV series and go into their, you know, business and hear their story and show, like, you know, get them to make their recipe. Yeah. It's mm. a lovely looking book. Was it is. the it's photography stunning. done by just one person or? Yes. The photography was done by one person. The writing was done by one person. Um, I had recipe editors, two recipe editors. I had 10 recipe testers. Sorry, t- people that tested the recipe as, as we went. Um, yeah, I had a team I of people. I want to be one of the testers for the next book. Yeah, you can. Are you going to be dedicated? <laughs> Hell yeah. 80 recipes? I'm dedicated. Well, I'm dedicated to food. Okay. To Are say you? the very least. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it really took, you know, a whole team of us to get it, um, yeah, up and running. And because I'd never done a book before, so I'm a self-published author, self-funded author, which is very rare to come across. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I sort of, like, learned as I... Yeah, learn as I went. What along. was... Did you make any mistakes? Yes. What was the biggest mistake you made? Um, what was the biggest mistake I made? At the time, I felt like I was... I don't know. I suppose you're, like, your biggest... Where our biggest, you know... What's the word? Uh, hurdle? I don't know. No, where our biggest critiquer... Is that a word? <laughs> critique. We're our biggest. We're our own critique. Like uh, we critique ourselves badly. Like each. Yeah. Worst critic. You're your yes. own worst critic. Yeah. yeah. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very smart when it comes to words. I'm smart in other areas. Uh, I'm not smart when it comes to words. <laughs> but I just wrote the, a book. The woman who wrote a book. Yeah. Um. So I yes I think I probably yeah made mistakes as I went. For instance. Um, my crowdfunding target at the time was $30,000 and I soon realized, you know, the crowdfunding goes for four weeks and if you don't reach the target, you don't get the money and I, yeah, and you can't change it. So that was one mistake that I made. Um, and I was being a bit too, like probably, what's the word? Ambitious. Yes, that's the word. I was being too ambitious. Um, but I spoke to Posible, which is a crowdfunding platform that I used. And I just said, like, I'm really anxious and I think that I put my target too high. And she said that we don't usually do this, but we, um, like, can see the progress so far. And I, you know, we've been following your journey. We were happy to bring it down to 15. So, lucky they did that. So, that was one mistake. Okay. And um, just little things along the way. I mean, I had just finished uh, the Fleury Future Leaders Program, which I did for six months, which is a leadership program. And I suppose I learned a lot through that, but still... Um, learning to lead a team of people. Um, I made a few mistakes in regards to like it's because I'd never done anything like this before. Just little things and, yeah. um, you know, yeah, I'm also a mum and I worked as well. So throughout the book, I was juggling a lot of things and um, you know, yeah, I made mistakes along the way. But 
yeah, I suppose that's not that's how you learn because now I know for the second book. Um, yeah. So what what advice what advice would you give somebody that is trying to write or release their first book? Um, don't give up is yeah. my advice because I approached a lot of people in when I first started out in the book. So obviously I had like four hundred dollars in my bank account when I started this book. Yeah. And I reached out to like the local big organizations that I thought would help fund the book. Um, but I got a lot of a lot of majority of them knocked me back because I suppose I was just a girl with an idea. I've never done anything like this before. Maybe they didn't believe in what I could do. Um, so yeah, I just didn't let that get to me. I just kept going and like, I don't know, just didn't let that get me down. So, um, that is my main advice is to not, um, give up because no matter what you, you know, matter whether if you do have a lot of money or you don't have a lot of money or you think you can or you think you can't, um, it just matters that if you have an idea and you feel passionate about it and you can see that one day you will achieve it, um, that, yeah, it's important to keep on going because I have also had a lot of people ask me, um, you know, a lot of people that are writers themselves or, you know, that want to produce their own book, um, you know, I would, I have the idea but I would never go about it. Mm-hmm. Um I just think that they have to have faith and try harder and and you know if you want something badly then um it'll happen and I really wanted that and I worked hard to to you know um to get there so for someone that's wanting to do a book whether it's an ebook or a magazine or a hardcover book um I would say that if you feel strongly about it and you're passionate about it, then find a way, you know, learn, learn, mm-hmm. you know, YouTube, research, talk to whoever you can. Like I said, I had $400 um, to my name when I started the book and I had a lot of knockbacks from a lot of, you know, big, big name businesses around South Australia in Adelaide, people that you think would promote South Australia and be all about it. But um, yeah, I just didn't let that stop me. I just kept putting it out there, ringing people, emailing people, how can you help me? Um, and then, you know, I had Le Cordon Bleu they, in Adelaide. They sponsored um, the design of the book. Um, you know, I had Maggie Beer. She supported me. Oh, wow. um, she even wrote in the book um, as well, um, her quotes in the front. Um, she promoted me on her social pages. Um, she, yeah, just, yeah, just pretty much just work, work, work and hustle, hustle until you get what you need done because yeah there's no you don't want to regret it and go well yeah I couldn't do it or you know that person didn't believe in me the main thing is if you believe in you then then you anything is possible and I was just a stay-at-home mum as well I was on maternity leave with my son yeah um so yeah as I do as you do when you've you know you have nothing else to do but be a (laughs) mum um yeah you just have to work hard and find a way because that's how every successful person gets there they don't just get it like all of a sudden yeah um, they work hard so did you did you have to sacrifice a lot yes social life out the window yes while everyone else was partying i was at home and while everyone else was enjoying i was working because i wanted to help fund my book um and you know while everyone was relaxing i was yeah that's just constant when you have um, you know, a project like this t- with 80 businesses, you know, there's, um, you know, a lot of emails going back and forth and a lot of, you know, I've got a team of my team that I was leading at the time and they all were looking at me for direction. So I've always, you know, constantly, I can, you know, you can't switch off. Then you have a team of recipe edit testers that, you know, are providing feedback sheets to each recipe and then you have to go through those recipes. Um, you know, then there's marketing 
trying to keep people interested in the book, you know, that's why I have an assistant now. Yes. <laughs> um, because I couldn't do it all by myself. And, um, yeah, there was that a lot of time with friends and family, a lot of time with my son that I had to, you know, get my mum to look after him while I was doing photo shoots and, you know, get... Um, you know, Orion's father to, to look after him and just friends and family. A lot of people, a lot of people support, supported me through that. Um, a lot of women that looked after my son and helped raise him, you know, raise him in that time. Um, so I could work and get the book done. Yeah, that was my biggest sacrifice. Yeah. But now, um, you know, it's all for something. But, you know, I would be working for my family. That's, you know. Yeah. And now you've got this business... Soul Publishing? Yeah, Soul Publishing. S O U L. And you're so what are you, what are you publishing? More other people's books or Ah uh, no, that's just for yeah, not well, I probably wouldn't do anyone else's book. I would encourage everyone to do publish their own book. Okay. Um, but Soul Publishing is the name of my business and um you know, I'll be publishing my own books. Yeah, because okay. I think yeah, it's important. Is there any is there anything else? With that, with that business, or is that just is just publishing your books basically that business, or is it more mm-hmm. is there more to it? Um, so soul publishing, um, yeah, is, um, yeah, publishes books. We also have like our website and online store under soul publishing, and I also am a personal distributor for Adelaide Airport. There's the Fluro kiosk in Adelaide Airport, and soul publishing provides um products to that kiosk under soul publishing. Oh, okay, um. And the cover of the book, it's these these solid colours. Yes. Is is there meaning behind that? So we, my book designer is an artist as well, and um, when we, I did a lot of research and went to bookstores, and um, if you go into like the cooking section, you see all these cookbooks with people holding, you know, um, it's like a plate of food or yeah. their face, um, and I didn't want that on this book because, yeah, I didn't want to be like every other cookbook. And I wanted the book to stand out. So um, I liked, yeah, I think the colours that I chose remind me of springtime, which is when the book was photographed in spring last year. Mm -hmm. And the book is, it was launched this spring. So, um, you know, it's sort of like where the land meets the sea. um, And, you know, I love the vibrant colours on the back and how, um, you know, and I think... Yeah, the colours are, I don't know, I love the colours, I love the design, and we've had a lot of comments on it, um, because when people see it, they're sort of like, oh, what is that? Um, You know, they pick it up, and they're like, oh, you know, and then, you know, and also, I could have easily chosen a food photo, but like I said, I didn't want to, you know, choose one out of all of the businesses, and I could have had a photo of myself on there, like many of you will ask me um, on the front, but the book isn't about me, it's about showcasing the region where I'm from, and all of the people, so... um, but my book designer, he did put one of me on the back. Um, and when I saw the design, I thought, oh, that's nice. And I think that, you know, I've been the driving force behind the book. And a lot of people know me from my, um, uh, a lot of people got behind me when I won my scholarship because it was only awarded to one person from around the world per year. Wow. Um, so I've sort of like grown up in the area and, you know, a lot of people know my face as well. Yeah. So I think that was, you know, really cool that he chose to put that on the back. You're clearly very passionate about that area. The Fleury? Yes. Yeah, I'm passionate about the area because when I left to go overseas, you know, I thought to myself that we do have an amazing food culture and a lot of people work extremely hard. Like now having my own small small business, um, you know, a lot of these businesses have been going for a long time and it takes a lot of effort to go and do what they do and keep producing, you know, their, you know, like if you go to the Wollong Farmer's Market, 
every Saturday, you know, throughout the whole year, every year, the, you know, all of these people that work hard to sell their product and to keep their business and to support other local businesses. Um, you know, it's, yeah, an amazing thing when you realise, and especially when you go and photograph them and hear their stories. And, you know, sometimes it's not always, um, you know, financially, you know, like especially coming into winter, you know, people still have to try and keep it going. Yeah. Um, or, you know, especially the farmers, um, you know, restaurants and cafes that might have their quiet days. Um, but, yeah, I felt very passionate about the people. And I think it was important for me to showcase the people in the book and tell their story and you know, get people, I mean, I work at one of the places in the book and this book was in a holiday rental at Port Olunga and there was a couple from New York that were staying and they came into our work and said, um, oh, we, we realised that the Cafe Cody was here and, um, you know, we've never been here before but we saw your story in um, Faces and Food of the Fleurieu and I think that's really cool because, yeah. you know, a lot of these businesses are getting that now. And that's I think great. that's like, that's, I was like, yes, that's amazing. Um, a lot of these people in crap, we sent a lot of um, books interstate mm -hmm. um, through our online website. We've also sent some overseas um, to America, the UK and Europe. Um, so people, you know, will start, you know, reading it, seeing it. And, uh, you know, in two weeks time since printing, I haven't even had time to get, do my promotion myself. But um, it is in two bookstores, one on Nord, the Parade and one in Port Elliot. Um in information centers, but I want to get in the um, airport. We'll stop be stocking it. Um, so yeah, it's all about getting our story from the Fleur out there, so yeah. people can you know, because I think that that's most really, people know the Barossa Valley. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I I wonder, I wonder what kind of impact that could have economically on the area mm, as mm, well, mm. like with yeah, these, I agree. You know, you got these people from New York all of a sudden knowing knowing yeah. about the Fleurio. So yeah, I wonder, you know couple years time if you have a look at um you know the numbers that these, yeah. these businesses are doing and see if it's yeah. bump, bumped up since you yeah bought. that was the That'd whole point as well yeah because i wanted like some people don't it all happened when i was going to queensland and we we're coming back home um to adelaide and we we're sitting next to a guy and he he we were like oh have you visited adelaide before and he said um no, I haven't, but I was like, where are you going? And he said, Barossa Valley, and I'm staying in Barossa for five days. And I was like, you should come down to the Fleurio. And he was like, where's the Fleurio? Um, so, you know, and I'm sure some most people might be like that, or maybe some. Um, they're still more inclined to go to the Barossa Valley. I suppose their branding is, um, you know, done really well. And, um, yeah, so that's what I wanted, wanted to try and boost, you know, the economy for the, these businesses and get people into them and supporting them and using their product over like you know another product or when they see their product in the supermarket choose that product and support them or um you know use their products because the recipes you know so we'll encourage people to go and buy buy their particular product and make the recipe um yeah yeah no that's really cool i asked you um on the phone if you support any charities which I don't, <laughs> but, um, I'm happy to, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm happy for you to choose a charity. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm doing Movember this, this, uh, month. Uh -huh. So what I was doing is my aim to be the most charitable podcast. Okay. Okay. So, I like this. I so, can even donate. I can match your donation. So, but I was going to be matching yours. <laughs> so what we do is we play a game. Okay, here. what kind of game? We'll get to it. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> we play a game. You've got a chance to, to win a... Well, not win, but you've got... You, you've got a chance 
to get some money donated to a charity of your choice mm -hmm. if you win this game. Mm -hmm. I want to match what you win, and I'll I'll donate I'll donate to Movember, and then, um, and then you can, you know, choose your charity to, to okay. donate to okay. as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the game we're going to play today is a game that I've made up called Jessica Beal of Fortune. Oh my goodness! Is it gonna ask me hard questions? It's one question. It's like it's like Hangman. So I've got no one can see this, but but we can. Okay. Oh God. So what happens is we're gonna start. You've got fifty dollars. Okay. Every time you guess a letter. Okay. It goes down five dollars. Okay. So you've got to try and get this movie title. It's a Jessica Biel movie. Okay, I remember her. Uh, you've got to try and get this movie title before you run out of your fifty dollars. And then okay. whatever you're left with at the end is what we'll donate to, let's say... Um, Beyond Blue. Beyond Blue. I like it. Alright. Beyond Blue. What letter do you want to start with? A. The letter A. There's I'm not one. pretty good at movies. Well, five A's. Okay, that was a good start. Yeah. What do you mean, forty-five? You're at forty-five dollars. Every oh, guess, every guess is okay. Uh, a dollar, uh, five dollars. Okay, right. Um. I. Uh yes. Um. One I. Damn it. Um. E. H. Um, hold on. <laughs> uh, H. And I think, hold on. How many letters is that? One, two, three, four. So one, two, three. You're at $30. <laughs> she the you have to guess you have to guess a letter <laughs> I have to guess a letter what do you guess, mean guess letters I'm okay not... T T T okay T okay we're at we're at $25 oh gosh Are you asking a wrong movie person? Oh, you're you're close. This is looking this is looking pretty good. See? Yes. Twenty dollars. Can I choose another letter while I just keep going down? It'll keep going down when you choose a letter. That's not very good. Can I choose another letter or not? Yeah. R? Ah, um, yes, we're at $15. Oh my goodness, I don't know. I can't, otherwise I'm going to keep going down and I'll end up with zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at movies. I give up. <laughs> There's no giving up. Okay, the, um, um. Oh my goodness. 
I thought that this is an iconic movie. I, I know, I know. Like, you've asked the wrong movie person here. I never watch movies. I really thought you were going to get it. You've still got... You've got three guesses. You've still... you. We can still do it. Okay, S, S. Oh, goodness. Embarrassing. Something M. <laughs> I might as well guess the word. <laughs> um... I don't know. Look, look at that. That is almost, that is almost completely like, written. I don't know. I don't know. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. How, how embarrassing. We've got I'm sorry, everybody. $10 going to Beyond Blue and $10 going to Mov- the Movember Foundation. That's, that's all right. That's better for my pockets. Um, <laughs> I feel almost like I need to donate more because I was so ridiculous <laughs> not getting it. I'm not very good at movies. I'm, my sister is the best person to do, but I'm not I'm not very smart in that category. Well, when your sister writes her book, I'll have her on the show. Yeah, you should. Then, um, She's a lot more funnier too. <laughs> but before you go, do you want to um, you know, do some, some plugs, social media? Um, yes. So for anyone listening out there, and I think if you're a foodie and a supporter of South Australian food, um, I definitely encourage you to get online to our website, which is www.facesandfood.com.au and pre-order a copy of this beautiful book, especially coming into Christmas because I think it's an amazing Christmas present. And we are running out quickly on our first print run. We got 2,000 printed and we have one pellet left. Um, So yeah, I think... If you would love to support us, we appreciate that. If you get on to our website and order a copy, um, even, you know, order one for a friend, um, you know, that hasn't been to South Australia or that hasn't been to the Florio. Um, we also have social pages. So um, on our Instagram page and Facebook, which is um, Faces and Food, please join us there. Um, especially our group as well, because we do a lot of um, updates on there and behind the scenes. And especially coming into, you know, doing the second book, um, we appreciate any followers that, you know, uh, wine drinkers and wine lovers and beer drinkers and, um, you know, people that follow, yeah, South Australian food and wine culture, please support us and pre-order a copy of the book. Um, we would love to share it with you and have you support us. Yeah. And it looks, I mean, it looks, it looks awesome. I think, I think that, uh, that'll definitely jump off the shelves when people, when people actually see it, it's. Yeah, and yeah, look really for cool. it. Um, also, it's in a lot of stockers. So if you ever come down to the Fleury Peninsula, um, it's in 60 places. So all of cafes, restaurants, information centres, um, post offices, florists. Um, look out for it. Faces and food of the Fleury with a beautiful, um, colourful cover. Um, and, you know, once you do have the book, I encourage you to then, you know, visit all these places because there are a lot of hidden gems in the book. Um, even people that live on the Fleury still don't know half of the places that are in the book. So, um, yeah, get to know this beautiful place where we're so lucky to call home. Awesome. Thanks for... Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No worries. <laughs> See ya. See, now, I think that's going to... I really think that that book... Um, yeah, I think that's got some serious potential to like change change a few things, especially in that area, the Flu- the Flurio Peninsula, which um, I got props for saying correctly. I I didn't know people said it incorrectly, but um, it turns out that I say it correctly. So, uh, you know, I'm an educated, well-rounded man. You know, but um, yeah, I think that book's gonna really 
uh, yeah, change change tourism in that area and in South Australia as a whole. And I think it's a huge thing. I love the look of it. I haven't read it yet, but like you know, I've looked through it. It's got good. It's got beautiful pictures, beautiful recipes. The cover's nice. Um, and yeah, Reggie told you where to find it. Go on her Instagram. It's all in the episode description. Um, go to the website. You know what to do. Um, and you know what to do for welcome to the party as well. You know where to find us. We're in the, everything's in the episode description. Um, but we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking to you on Wednesday. No, today's Wednesday. I meant Saturday, Sunday. Um, Matt Stevens, our guest from last week and friend of the show. Uh, he's got he's got his fight, his tenth fight, um, this Saturday. I'll be going. Um, Sorry, I'll be able to talk to you about that, that. But yeah, man. Everybody, I hope you have a happy hump day. And as always, bum bum. Baby, welcome to.